I am that I am. Adamus, your spiritual BFF. <laughs> Big fun family. Best friends forever? <laughs> ah, dear Shambra, dear Shambra, I have to be careful what I say today. Yes, I actually do, because they're, they're watching me. They're watching me, and I'm concerned that I may get downgraded from AAA to 2A, from Adamus Ascended Angel just to Adamus Angel. So you never know who they're going to downgrade anymore. Disgusting. But how appropriate. Well, we're going to talk about that and other wonderful things today. I'm glad you're here. I'm truly glad you're here. And um, yes, those of you who are watching on the internet, so happy that you're joining in today, because today's message, I would say, is um, going to be landmark. Yeah, I said that. You may not say that. I said that. Today's message is getting to the core of some things. I'm going to say a lot of words today, but at the end I'm going to wrap it up all together, tie it up in a nice neat package, make it very simple and understandable that anyone, anyone here can understand. So, dear Shambra, who are gathered here on this warm and beautiful day, it is 3.07. Do you know where your consciousness is? Do you know where your consciousness is? Got a clue? Any idea? Faintest idea where your consciousness is? Sart? Thank you for the shirts. Right here. Right here. But what is it? What is it? We'll get into that today. We'll have, we'll have some fun with them today. <laughs> so let's take a deep breath as we begin this day. So the question is, as we get rolling here, why are you here today? Why are you here? Uh, let me answer. <laughs> You're here because it's a time and a place just to relax, to be in the safe space. Now, I talk a lot and have certain antics. Lovely hat. I think I'm, it's a keeper. It's a, it's a keeper. I'm kind of um, French. Yes, absolutely. Why are you here? Um, to view this. He has such a big head. My next channeler have to have a small head. So why are you here? To take a few hours to get away from all the tension, all the anxiety that's out there, all this energy that's in chaos. You come here for some news and updates. Come here to be with family uh, – good family, <laughs> that is. You come here so that you can actually just relax. And that's what I invite you to do right now. Just beautiful. Just relax. And don't try to figure out all the material that's here. You can go back and read it later on, but you probably won't need to. You don't have to push anything here. You don't have to, you don't have to try. 
You don't have to force anything. The nice thing about being here is you can just take a deep breath. There's nothing pushing at you. You don't have to push back on anything else. This is our time, myself and the other beings. This is our time to do the work, to do uh, how the facilitation of the, well, of the breathing, of moving the energy, of getting some of it unstuck. You don't have to try to figure out anything up here. You can just sit back like you're relaxing, like you're watching a television show at home. But instead of having some imbalanced energies being directed towards you, you could sit back and relax and just let yourself, yourself, do what it already knows how to do. This is our, this is our respite right here. It's, it's, the, it's our small and beautiful and sacred island, away from all the noise and the confusion and the energies and the anxieties out there. So you could take a deep breath and just let it do its own thing. I'll keep you entertained, hopefully, for a little bit, while you're really letting a lot of other work take place. There are others who are working with me, and we see if there might just be a little energy imbalance here going on, because you get into that brain and, and you think so much. We see there's a little energy imbalance, and we come by and literally invite you to just take a deep breath and just relax and stop worrying about it so much, to just allow the natural process of the God within you to take place. You see, the human part – this is meant for everybody – but the human part is trying to figure it out and resist it and can't, can't cope with it and, and, and gets so intense and anal about it, and then you could just get yourself in deeper. If you could just take a deep breath right now and relax, it just does it by itself. People often ask, what are the secrets? What are the mysteries? Simplicity, actually. Simplicity is the secret. Taking a deep breath and trusting yourself, loving yourself, without if, and, or but. Understanding that everything that you need or want is already there. You already put it on the path well in advance of this human lifetime ever getting to it. It's already there. You know that part of you that walked back from ascension that's already ascended? Already actually kind of created that path for you if you choose to follow that straight, simple, easy path. That part who is really you already put everything you need right on that path. It's just a matter of are you going to let yourself be aware of it? Are you just going to take a deep breath and realize it's this easy? It's as easy as this path going through here. It's as easy as just observing and being aware that every tool, everything, Every answer is already there. Oh, you could, if you want, you could take the hard way. You could – well, and it's not so bad. It's about experience. If you like experiencing crawling over other people, 
having them shoot you kind of negative energy, like, what the fuck are you doing crawling all over? You're going to step on my purse, and you're going to step on my toes. Sorry, Paul. Ouch. Or you could just take that easy path. Or here's an interesting proposition. Because some of you look at that easy path and say, well, that's just too easy. You do. I talk to you about it all the time. You say, but isn't that taking the coward way out? Well, not really. <laughs> you say, isn't that just too easy? I want a little excitement in my life. Well, you know, you can put together a relatively easy path and still have some wonderful, exciting things happen, but things that will never overwhelm you, that will never confuse you, that are truly joyful and truly experienced. So let's take a deep breath with that. You're here for a little bit of respite. It's an intense world out there right now. We've been talking about it, and I, I say we in a very general term. Any of the masters uh, who have – it's a funny word. That's a funny word. I, I would never have given myself that label. I, you know, all I did was simplify it, distill it. We talked about that in Australia. They like distilling things, so I had to use that word. <laughs> it went over very big. I had to find that common bond. And <laughs> we talked about distilling things down to the basic, basic core energies, simplifying it. And not from up here. You will never, ever simplify anything from up here. This little device called your brain was specifically designed and programmed for uh, confusion. It makes your brain feel happy. It makes it sing. Give it a puzzle. It'll do it. Why do people do crossword puzzles? Why? The brain gives it a little exercise. Why do they play solitaire every night? Why do they do these things? The brain likes complexity, and that's okay, unless you think you're your brain. Then your life is going to be filled with confusion and complex complexity, puzzles, riddles, challenges, until it absolutely grinds you down, wears you out, and then you show up here. And then you realize it could be simple. It could be anything you choose. So, Chambra, it's, it's, uh, it's tough out there, and we have been talking about it for a long time. I guess you could say it was prophesized. You know, I, I don't think much of prophecy, because it does tend to get into the, um, oh, the charlatan realms at times, and if anybody really tracked prophecy, they would find a lot of it just doesn't come true. A lot of prophecy is filled with drama. If anybody that could distill consciousness and energy, look at it from, from a very simple view, looked at it a thousand, two thousand years ago, five thousand, ten thousand, they'd arrive at the same basic conclusion. That humanity was going to go, at some time or the other, go through a tremendous evolution. There would be more incarnate beings on Earth than ever at any other time, higher population level combined with new beings coming in from the other realms who have never been on Earth before, combined with new energy, combined with a lot of chaos all at the same time. And this would be a time of tremendous transformation on this planet. Transformation 
that comes not from destiny, but from the choice of humans. The ones who said, we're ready for something a little different. We're ready to be living masters on earth, rather than aspiring to be, rather than going through incarnations after incarnations. We're ready to live here aware, conscious, joyful. So we're breaking, you're breaking past a lot of that old stuff right now, but as they have said, they being Cryon and Seth and Ramtha and T Tobias and Kathumi have said for a long time there's going to be this tremendous stress and struggle, a lot of old systems breaking down as it's making room for the new systems. In particular, in particular you and other conscious-minded beings are feeling the effects of it more than anyone. Why? Sensitive and awareness. That's absolutely correct, because you're more conscious. You're more conscious than most others. That's, that's a blessing, and it's a curse. <laughs> the good news is that you're more conscious. The bad news is you can't go backwards. You can, you can run, but you can't hide. And you've been trying both. <laughs> We're trying both. So we've talked for a long time about Old systems collapsing. Old systems are things like financial. Financial. What's happening right now? Total collapse. Total collapse. Now, we've been asked questions at previous seminars, when and if the world economy is going to collapse. Tell you what, it happened a couple of years ago. It, it, it already collapsed. Nobody went to the party. <laughs> Nobody really knew. When I say collapse, it means that the fundamentals that are behind the financial systems right now have already deteriorated. They're being propped up by a little bit of faith, a lot of hope, and uh, by people who are very invested into the old ways. But they've, in a way, they've already come to an end. The new system, a much more equitable system, a much more energy-balanced system, and absolutely a much more conscious system, is already being developed, already in the process of its design and build right now. It's not just a, it's not just a, a, a hope or a dream. It's actually occurring. You say, where? In Zurich somewhere? No, right here. And you say, but Adamus, last thing we are as financial experts, remember, we have abundance issues. <laughs> we have my laugh button today? No. Okay. Don't need it. Don't need it. You'll be laughing till tears come out of your eyes today. Or something till tears come out of your eyes. You don't have to know the details. You don't have to get into the mental structures of it. You're already creating it, believe it or not. You're not living it, but you're creating it. There is something deep down within you that's saying, hey, that wasn't fair. Hey, that's not working anymore. Hey, there's got to be a better energetic flow. You don't have to know about stocks and bonds, and you don't have to know about T-bills. By the way, I, I'm amused. Uh, did any of you catch it? Here are these rating agencies. Now really, sometimes things are so obvious people don't get it. So. Standard and poor, for one. 
moody for another. And what's the other one? The uh, Fitch. Fitch. It sounds like somebody taking something out of your pocket. You're going to Fitch a little bit here, and you'll never know. What kind of names are those for the big, reputable credit agencies, the ones who decide what ratings governments and huge corporations standard and poor? How about Hopeful and Abundant? <laughs> That'd be a better name. <laughs> Instead of Moody's, how about Happy? Happy Credit Rating. <laughs> Sounds rather Asian. So, yeah, a few of you got it here. So, dear Shambra, there is so much going on right now. Now, on one hand, I'm actually thrilled about it. If it wasn't happening, I, I, I guess I would be a little disappointed in you. <laughs> Not me, but in you. Meaning that there wasn't going enough in, on enough in here and here in the dream state. In other words, the energies really weren't moving. They were really stuck. We would be having a whole different discussion right now if the energies were really, really stuck. Excuse me while these um, motor devices of yours, just that and your cell phones. So we'd be having a different discussion – she wants the fan – about really stuck energy. But it's actually not. It's moving very quickly. The results that you read about in the paper, I know it scares you. And it, it shouldn't, actually. It, it, now, don't be blind to it, either. Don't – kryptonite. I feel it. Uh, I think I'm going to pass out here. Please turn off your cell phones. Thomas is not a very good fan of them. It won't No, actually, I decided that with cell phones. Put that down. Put that down. I, I like to Put that wash down. them, give them a little Put baptism. Put down. Uh, no matter where they are. <laughs> no, that's lemonade. You don't want him doing that. <laughs> but it tastes good. So uh, where were we? Oh, stuck energy. We'd be having a whole different discussion. The fact is that it is moving. It's causing a lot of drama out there. A lot of people are going into panic, not sure what's happening next. Oh, and all of the, uh, uh, the, the, the false prophets come out right now, and I, and I truly call them false. All the drama seekers, all the energy feeders, all the egotists tend to come out of the woodwork. You're going to see more and more and more of them. End of the world scenario. Uh, conspiracy theories. Please, Shambra. Now, there's going to be a little bit of a tendency for some of you to get into conspiracy theories. It's not. It's not. Actually, uh, I've said it before, but I'll repeat it here. And I mean this sincerely. The political leaders in this world, and there are really very few what I would call leaders, the political leaders in this world are not smart enough to have a conspiracy. They really aren't. They truly are not. They are so overwhelmed with their, their junk, with their egos and their agendas, they can't rise up to a level of clarity and simplicity to carry off a conspiracy. The other ones that you would think uh, are conspiring, that have uh, a lot of money and want more, actually, I'll tell you what, they're looking to go somewhere else with their money. They're the ones who are investing it into uh, the space travel. 
they don't want the planet. With all the money that they have, they realize they don't want all the problems here. Why? Why? So a lot of them realize you're going to have all the money in the world and you still have to put up with a lot of the stuff that goes on. The, they're actually using – and this is a fact there, – there are groups of wealthy people that are using their money to make alien contact so they can get off of this place. And, and they're talked about – they have all sorts of other agendas, eternal life and uh, alien sex and all these other things. <laughs> they're using their money for, for E.T. exploration. Now, I'd like to drop in on them sometimes and tell them really a thing or two about the E.T.s, but we'll let them have their fun. So anyway, a lot going on in this planet, a lot of energies, and you're going to continue to see it for a while, the, the, the great shift, whatever you want to call it. Remember – I have to underline this, I want to underline it ten times – it's not about you. I don't care how much you think it is. You're trying to hold on and pretend it is. It's not about you. It's really not. No. Nope. Part of you is taking a lot of this on. You're taking these outs. You're, you're a big energy receiver and transmitter. Uh, you're, you're a psychic receiver. You're picking up all this stuff that's going on out there and you're taking it on as your own. You camouflage it. You kind of rebuild it. You disguise it to pretend it's a personal emotional problem, to pretend it's your abundance problem or your relationship problem. It's not. How many times have we had to say this? A lot. Because you keep thinking, well, Adamus must be talking to Timothy, not to me. Adamus must be talking to everyone else because I still have all these problems. They're not yours. You are very sensitive beings on some level. You're, crea you're feeling what's going on, but you are doing this twist once it gets to you and pretending that it's yours. Some of you still go by the um, theory that who would you be if you didn't have problems? Truly. Uh, problems, the, the set of problems that you lay out in front of you, wake up to every morning and go to bed with every night. Reminds you that you're alive. Gives that brain of yours something to deal with. It gives you emotion and drama. Oh, and I know part of you curses and cusses and says, I want to be over these problems. And please don't spit at me, but <laughs> it, you must want them, otherwise they wouldn't be there. Really. Really. If you really didn't want those problems, they really wouldn't be there. So I said it last year, I said it the year before. It's a shield so nobody can hit you. No, just here. You stand here. So, so <laughs> I've said it last year, I said it the year before. If there is something going on in your life, and, and it's there on a repetitive basis, if it's something going on, there must be something you like about the game. Part of you obviously hates the game, but part of you loves the game. Go in. You're the boss. You're, you're the creator. What is it What is it that you really like about it? Because that's why it's there. There's no other reason it's not being inflicted on you from anywhere else, by anyone else, including – I would have to say – including by your aspects. 
Because if it's there, even if an aspect is creating it, you're letting that aspect create it. You're letting that aspect mess with you. You're letting that aspect uh, really keep you from being your own uh, BFF. So, new series. We just finished our next series. Time for the new series. What are we going to call it? New series. That's about as creative as my next series. And the year after that, we could call it the new next series and uh, keep going from there. Take, take a moment, just feel in for a moment. What's going on? What's happening right now? Oh, chaos series. That would be a good one. That would really get the attention. Actually, not a bad one. I had something a little bit different in mind, but feel into it. Yes. Unveiling. Unveiling would, would work. New energy. Tobias did that. He'd be pissed if we stole that from him. Ascension already been done. Body of consciousness. Evolution. Okay, we're getting there. Masters. Grounding spirit. Graduation. Second graduation. Third graduation. Graduation final. Graduation final. The uh, the follow up. Uh, new consciousness. All all good. See, we're collecting a little energy here. Yes, Vince. Surfing, surfing your macchio, yes. Consciousness uh, revolution. <laughs> yeah. Linda? Consciousness revolution. Consciousness, oh, revolution. Yes, that would get some attention. That would get some attention. And these are all good. I, I'll give you my proposal, but it doesn't mean it's right. Can oh. we vote it down? <laughs> uh, next great adventure. <laughs> <laughs> that had to be it. Sartre's, Sartre's Next Great Adventure. Now, that would be a good one. Yes, yes, uh, that would be good, Sartre, uh, other than everybody else who's listening. <laughs> However, they can just feel into your energy. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of good suggestions here. And truly, we're putting together our ideas, our creativity. Here's what I was thinking, and I'll explain it in just a minute. E, 2012. Uh, let me explain. Uh, you don't have to like it. <laughs> it's a good idea, though. Uh, let me explain. Biggest thing going on right now for the next year and a half, may maybe a couple years, and, and you can put this uh, on, your, on your mirror or in your car or wherever, but right now everything is energy. It's all about energy right mm -hmm. now. I ask you, to put an asterisk behind that. In other words, um, a little footnote. When I say everything is energy, it doesn't necessarily apply to you, but it applies to everything that's happening in the world right now. You can distill it. You can simplify it. Every action, every game, every headline, every everything, if you feel into it, it's all about energy. There's a lot of energy in movement right now, energy in chaos, total chaos, energy that's ripping down old systems, trying to build new – I don't even want to call them systems – but new uh, templates or standards, new, new guides 
for the way things have been. This world is in an energy crisis. Energy crisis. If you take a look at anything right now, the fuel, obviously, fuel situation. There's an energy crisis there. It's been talked about for a long time, nothing new, but this planet has been using very old, very archaic fuels. And it's amazing because there's energy in the air right now. Just nobody's figured out how to put it together and use it. Come close a few times, but it hasn't hit on it yet because, because, because consciousness, consciousness isn't quite there yet. The moment consciousness gets there, then the solution suddenly is there. Uh, something that's totally clean, totally free, easy to use, replaces oil and coal and natural gas and a lot of the uh, fossil fuel. But this, this world is in an interesting imbalance of energies right now. Uh, we talked about before the natural resources needed to support the population on the planet now and over the next 20, 30 years just isn't there. It has the potential from going from one crisis to the other. Imagine a crisis right now with money. The next true crisis, true crisis being fuel. Imagine reservoirs starting to dry out or the population and the consumption of the population growing at such a level that, that uh, pumping, refining, distribution can't keep up with it. So the prices go sky high. It shifts everything that's happening on Earth. And, and my friends, that's, that's not a prediction. It's happening. It's not drama. It's real. A lot of humans want to close their eyes to it. You can actually do something. You are doing something. Because of the work you're doing on yourself, not, for, not to save the planet, not to save the universe or anything else, the work you're doing in your own consciousness, selfishly, brilliantly selfishly for yourself, is what's creating a difference, will create a difference to the problems that face Earth right now. The work that you're doing Every time you take on a little problem for the rest of the world, it's really their problem, not yours, but every time you take it on, pretend it's yours, you wrestle with it, you gapple with it, you, you fight with it, you fear it. It's really helping you to understand something more clear about your consciousness. You thought it was your spiritual path. You called, have called it your spiritual path. It's not. You have gone beyond a spiritual journey. Uh, you really have. You still pretend you're doing it, but you have gone beyond. So when you take on a, an issue, thinking that it's yours, wrestling with it, uh, and finally coming to a new understanding or a new awareness, that's having a brilliant little effect on mass consciousness, on the rest of the world. It, it, it seems perhaps a little bit removed, one, that, that I should say that. You say, well, what is my issue with uh, a friend or a family member have to do with it? It has everything. Because you are very actively creating new potentials for change on the planet by creating new consciousness in yourself. So back to the point. 
planet is in an energy crisis. You can see it right now. Energy in relationships. So many of you experienced relationship issues the last month or so. Energy in relationships, because it's an, it's an energy situation. There's an old game of energy stealing going on. Uh, it's, and it's happening with family members and friends and at, at the workplace. And then you wonder, what's wrong with me? Why can't I get along with people? Why don't they like me? Because they're playing an energy game. They're stealing. They're trying to take something from you. There is an energy paranoia on Earth right now. It's manifesting in a lot of different ways. It's, a, it's the not enough mentality. There's not enough to go around. So I have to grab what I can. If you feel into mass consciousness right now, there's a huge type of kind of a void or a vacuum that's out there right now. People that collectively that don't feel there's enough, and it's being fed by news reports. It's being fed by the dramatists and everyone else. There's not enough. It's creating a void. It's creating then the desire or the the feeling for people. I, I better conserve what I have. I better actually grab a little bit extra. Tough times are ahead. It's causing a huge emotional energy crisis. A, 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 it's going to cause a food crisis. And you can quote me on this. This planet can grow enough food to support 10 billion, even maybe 20 billion, if the consciousness was right. But there are going to be there are going to be food wars. Even when this planet can grow enough, we've talked about agriculture and, and conscious agriculture before. Well, how to grow consciously foods that, that supply tremendous amounts of nutrition and bodies, bodies of consciousness that don't need huge quantities of food. They just need the little bit of a connection with energy. You, you can get by on at half the food you're eating right now if you wanted to. You don't have to. You don't, don't have to. You get by in half. It's not about losing weight. It's about attuning your body. It, it doesn't need these volumes anymore. Matter of fact, some, some days, if you noticed when you overeat, it kind of hurts, because your body is becoming more sensitive. There's an overall energy crisis in, in, in this, this coming year and a half. Everything you read, what's taking place on the planet, from banking to food and relationships and technology and everything else is about energy. Energy stealing takes form in a lot of strange ways right now. now one of the things that you're going to see a lot more of – you're going to see less war, by the way. War is a little too direct and crude. And actually, you don't get a lot of energy by going to war. They're starting to figure that out. It costs a lot to go to war. So they're figuring other ways. They, uh, you know, the, the collective or uh, the people in governments. The, the new wars, the new way of energy feeding, are things like the, the code wars. Code wars. And they're being done right now not just by these uh, college hackers that go in and and uh, create these uh, viruses and these uh, things that, that are robbing you and other computer users of the right to use your computer. It's a way of it's, – it's an SES virus 
put into computer programming. Literally goes out there and steals energy. Sometimes you say, well, what do these hackers get out of causing destruction? Energy. They really do. They receive it directly and indirectly. They get a kick out of causing chaos. Uh, they get an indirect feeding of energy that's coming back on them. Your angst and uh, in, in anger with having your computer hacked, uh, a, that raises a level of energy that shoots right back through. They don't know they're programming for that, but that's what it amounts to. Now it's happening in corporations. It's happening in governments. They're creating the codes that go in and pervert, distort, and steal energy. So what we have here going on right now is tremendous energy battles taking place in a lot of different ways. Read the headlines, if you dare, uh, tomorrow, next week, and instead of reading it for the words that are printed on the paper or on your computer screen, think about it in terms now. Everything is energy. Everything. Everything is energy. Let's take, a, let's take a deep breath with that. That's what's going on in this world, and there's absolutely no need to fear it. Absolutely no need to worry about it. You, my dear friends, are going to bring in the absolute right amount of energy to absolutely serve you in the moment. And there's absolutely you, nothing you need to fear, unless you want to, unless you want to take that course, that path. Now, that is why I say perhaps a name like E2012, because uh, it, it's all going to be about energy. Um, we change the name if you like. Keep the name. Think about it. It's all about energy. Everybody want to keep it? Yay! <laughs> Oh, and it's a good kind of a semi-dramatic name, too, yeah. because of all the, the hype about 2012. At the end of 2012, there's going to be no grand Big Bang event that takes place. There's going to be a lot, of, a lot of strife and a lot of chaos between now and then. There's going to be a lot more situations like what we had recently in Norway. It's energy. It's pent-up energy. And it wasn't just that individual. It's kind of interesting reading through some of your eyes, reading the news, uh, and the question, did, did this man act alone? Uh, well, no. He was acting on a part of consciousness, whether he knew anybody else or whether he was aware of it. He was acting out a very, uh, a very righteous, a very angry, uh, and a very um, energy-seeking uh, thing with others of like mind. You know, there's these connections that are made. Uh, the extremists, uh, whether they're political or, or terrorist or any other thing, the extremists, they connect. Just, just like you connect with each other, even when you're not together, we're connecting right now with Shambra around the world, even though they're not here. You may not know their name, but there's a kind of an energy connection. Well, they connect. And particularly if, they, if they're uh, if they are intuitive enough to know how to connect in, in the dream state, in the other realms, in the near-Earth realms, they connect and they feed each other's viewpoints and beliefs. And uh, underneath a lot of it is lack. 
a lot of the energy situation lack. And they'll blame it on one group or the other, or a government or, or their parents or whatever. What they're experiencing is lack. So they've got to get energy to, to stimulate, to, to feel that they're getting something. But as you know, if you've taken Tobias's sexual energy course, if you're a victim, you're going to be an abuser, period. If somebody has taken your energy, you're going to sooner or later go out and take theirs, even, even if you're not conscious of it. It's the way feeding works. You can get a big uh, feeding. Oh, some of you had drama this last week in your lives. I'm not looking at anybody in particular, but you had drama in, in your life. There is that kind of a, a, a boost for a, for a brief moment. Even though it was drama, it, it gave you a little feeding, and you're starting to become more aware of it, and maybe even feeling a little bit guilty about it, but it reminded you you're alive. It, it actually revitalized your body and every other part of you for a little bit. But then when that goes away, then you're back to reality. You're back to the everyday life, and then you crash. You do an energy crash. Well, the vampire in you then has to go out and get some more energy somewhere else. It's the cycle. It's exactly what Tobias said so profoundly in the Sexual Energy School. So you have all these dynamics going on, all this feeding taking place, all this, uh, this vacuum out there in mass consciousness, people feeling and being reinforced by the news that there's not enough, there's not enough, there's not enough. So they're going to go out and feed and feed. They're going to do it, not, not through wars, but through a lot of other ways, through the attentions and the headlines, through financial manipulation, everything else. Shambra, when I say everything is energy, I put an asterisk behind it, except you. Except you. Now let's talk about that. The rest of the world is operating on this energy crisis and energy chaos. It'll work out just fine, because it will bring this planet to the next level, and you'll really start to see the difference in, in a couple of years here. But right now it doesn't have to affect you. It, it, it's, part of, uh, it's part of the evolution. It's part of the resistance to change. It's part of uh, old structures not wanting to give up. But it's going to happen. Uh, it's happening. It's happening. Let's talk now about you. And in order to do that, I'm going to talk about consciousness. Consciousness. What is consciousness? It's a long word, hard to spell. Awareness, yes. And David gets an Adamus Award. But next time, David, I want you to sing it out. Awareness! Awareness! Like that, yes. So David gets an Adamus Award uh, for being right close by to me where I can hear him. But <laughs> David, uh, no, but b before you accept, I have, to, I have to ask you to make a choice. You have a choice between an Adamus Award or cash. $20. Which do you take? More valuable than gold. More valuable than gold. Good answer. Uh, any answer would have been good, but good answer. Good. Interesting, interesting. Did you notice a little energy exchange that just took place? Between you and Edith? <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes. I kiss, but I never tell. 
So, consciousness is awareness. What's awareness? What's awareness? Uh, let's, let's have a few exercises with awareness. First, I'll ask, I'll ask for two volunteers. Vince, uh, you're one, and Mary, you're the other. Thank you for volunteering. Now, here's what you're going to do. Vince, you go out on the deck uh, and just be, go out there and be aware. Uh, Mary, outside, out under the front parking lot, and be aware. Call you back in in just a moment. It's an interesting question. What, what, is, what is awareness? <laughs> so, uh, while they're standing out there, getting aware uh, – let's call them back in now. That was enough time to be aware. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Vince, Mary, come on back in. He's aware that he didn't want to be in here. <laughs> Much nicer out there. Vince, uh, three things that you were aware of. How beautiful it was out there. Beautiful. Okay. Uh, the cool breeze. Cool breeze. Great. And life is good. Life is? Good. Oh, good. I thought you said it was something else. (laughs) Life is good. Okay, Mary, three things. What were you aware of? Well, oh, give me a second. Being in the now moment. Mary, Mary. Being in the now moment. Really? Sort of. <laughs> okay, um, not to tell secrets, but you were saying, what am I supposed to be doing out here? But that's kind of the now moment. Okay, next. Um, not being in the mind so, not my, being in so the mind. much. Yes. Less you realized you were in your mind, okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> You're aware in the mind, okay. Next. Hmm. Taking a breath. Pardon? I don't know. Taking you don't a know. breath. I don't yeah, know. Okay, two. I don't know. Two out of three. Not bad. Okay. Now, let's do this as, as a group. John, I'm going to ask you to play the music that was uh, played leading into this session, the uh, Mandolin Highway. Uh, and if everybody, let's turn out the lights, let's create kind of a, a mysterious atmosphere here. Play the music, and as the music plays, I want you to be aware. Take a deep breath and be aware. Be conscious.
Linda on the microphone, please. We can have the lights back up. What were you aware of? Uh, no macchio, please. Uh, what were you aware of? I was just feeling, I was first aware of my fingertips touching. Good. <clears throat> I was aware of my body wanting to move with the rhythm, just feeling, being there. You can if you want. Okay. And I was uh, aware, most of all, of the shift of lifting me up, which I, the energy yes. lifting. Yes. Good. Excellent. Thank you. Good. Next. I was aware of like beautiful little, uh, beautiful little sparkly droplets filling my heart and joy, joy just pouring in and then this dancing, dancing, dancing. Good joy. I'll just summarize it as it's joy, kind of sparkly. Great. Others. I was aware that as I got out of my head, it made me feel sleepy. Like sleepy. Excellent. Asleep. Excellent. I'll talk about that. Sleepy. Good. A sense of soaring and happiness. Good. Excellent. We'll get a few more. And any awareness. It doesn't have to be something esoteric. It can be anything. Yeah. I was aware of the changes in rhythm and then the combination of different instruments. Yes, you were very aware of the movements of the music. Yeah, when Absolutely. they hit in and then out. Good. Good music also. Wonderful. Good. Anything else? Where of the heat? Uh, it appeared to me uh, as if it was life itself, chi. I saw plants, seeds starting to grow and grow and grow, and then they started to warp. And it just all I You were on was a 60s psychedelic trip then. <laughs> Good. And how would you summarize that? What, what, Life, chi, the chi energy. Okay, excellent. Wonderful. Good. I wasn't aware of a new art project forming in my mind. Ah, good. Uh, I'm just going to put creativity. Wonderful. And two more. Anything that you're aware of, anything. Could be what you would consider completely pedestrian. Yes? I was aware of something touching me right here, energy flowing through my body, and a smell went right by me. Yeah. Just like, right by me. It was probably Katumi. <laughs> uh, smell and touch. Okay. Next. Uh, I was aware of the rhythm in, that everyone else was feeling. Yeah. You were aware of the room also. And how the energy in the room was kind right. of flowing. Wonderful. Okay, good. That's all for right now. So a lot of different levels of awareness. Uh, consciousness is awareness. So now let's, let's do another experience here with uh, Andre's indulgence, if you don't mind. Uh, and we'll get the lights down again, but in our last gathering, Andre did the silent breath. Beautiful silent breath. Uh, could we repeat that again now? Yes, yeah, silent breath. And uh, she may start out with some words if you would like and then go into the. Uh, and now, be aware. A little trick here because in a little while you're not going to hear any words from Andra. 
So let you get comfortable. Feel yourself. <sighs> yeah. Okay. For as you sink deep into the core of you, receive. Just receive. Breathe so deeply. Feel your breath coming in all the way down, down into the core of you. Notice as you slow the rhythm of your breathing, deep, still, slow, breathing, breathing in and breathing out, breathing in, breathing out, breath at a time, breath at a time, deep, slow, breathing. Thank you, Andra. Thank you. And Linda, if you would uh, once again take the microphone into the studio audience. My pleasure. What were you aware of? I was aware of a uh, breeze blowing on me. Breeze? Good. Did it feel good? Yes. Good. Expansion. Expansion, excellent. Uh, how did that feel? Did your body start bloating or did your head get uh, bigger? Feel, feeling lighter. Feeling lighter, mm. good, good. Uh, did it feel more stressful, less stressful? Less stressful. Less stressful, good. Sometimes expansion can be very stressful. Good. I felt my heart beating. <clears throat> good. My heart. When's the last time you'd felt your heart beating? Well, I've never sat and just felt it. Yeah, amazing, I got, isn't but it? I really felt the rhythm, the rhythm of it. Got a heart, then it beats. What keeps it beating? I do. Yeah, absolutely. Beautiful. Heartbeat. Next. Pure consciousness. Pure that, consciousness. That brought tears. Pure, no emotional feeling, but a purity and tears. Good. 
Good. When I I'm going to ch challenge you on that a little bit. Okay. And, uh, and not to put you on the spot, but anybody who shows up here is allowing that. Pure consciousness, when you get to that point, will have absolutely no sensation, no feeling, mm -hmm. no anything. It won't bring tears to your eyes. You felt consciousness and the potential of the purity of the consciousness. But when you actually uh, are in pure consciousness, there is no feeling, and that's a good thing. There is no sensation, there are no tears. You could say it's nothing and everything at the same time. Beauty, beauty is that a better word? No, when I was uh, when I was connecting with Andra. Yeah, beauty, beauty, beauty of connecting, absolutely. I was and I'm not trying to correct you or put you on the spot, but for others who are listening, uh, I feel it's important to say there, what you felt with Andra was beauty, absolutely, the potential of pure consciousness, and more consciousness than you felt earlier today or yesterday or last year, that will move you to tears, that will gently wash away old things that are no longer serving you, rather than some of the energies that come in harshly. Uh, but when you actually get into pure consciousness, indescribable, Hassan's definition, uh, no emotion, and absolutely, actually interestingly, no feeling. It sounds kind of boring, but it's not. It's not. But thank you. Mm -hmm. So, uh, a couple more. I smell all the food behind me. <laughs> smell the, excellent, excellent. Uh, and was it uh, favorable? Not favorable. It's really good. I want to go eat. <laughs> good. You have the prime spot there. You just reach around and grab whatever you want there. Okay. And uh, one or two more. And then we'll get to our point, and you'll go, ah. Uh, it felt, at one point, it, I was aware I felt like I had no body. No body. Like the body had disappeared. But as soon as I got that awareness, yeah. I then tuned into my body. Ah, <laughs> absolutely. Okay. Uh, no body or beyond body. Excellent. One more. Um, I felt spiraling. Spiraling. Mm -hmm. You shouldn't drink before you come here. <laughs> Good. Actually, it's okay to drink. So, okay. Thank you, Linda. My pleasure. So, there was a lot of awarenesses on, on the board here. Every one of them correct, and every one of them appropriate. As you become more conscious of, of yourself, I'm going to define these. These are not. Uh, cast in stone by any means. But there's different levels of awareness that all tie into consciousness. All of them are important in your lives right now. There are sensory awarenesses. These come in through your five human senses that you have. And they are things like the smell and the touch, uh, hearing the music com coming in through your ears, feeling the breeze, uh, even to a degree the, the sensory perception of your heart beating, uh, the heat, of course. Uh, these things are your body moving. These are all sensory awarenesses. I would say that generally humans are, are uh, 
in general, uh, oblivious to about 98% of the sensory awarenesses around them. They've learned to tune things in and out. There were motorcycles going by while, while we were going through some of the experiences. Uh, and you learn to tune those out. There were uh, things happening visually here in the room. And you learn to ignore them, which is good because otherwise you get overwhelmed. You got so good at tuning out, you kind of tuned out of yourself. Sensory awarenesses are an important part of consciousness uh, to be able to perceive color uh, and touch and smell. It's, it's very easy and enjoyable to do, and it's a good thing to gift yourself with, getting back into sensory awareness. just requires stopping once in a while and observing that a fly is going around the room here. But unless it sits right on your face, you're generally not going to notice it. Uh, and you tune it out, and it is flying around. Don't kill it, it's Katumi. Um, and uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> He'll come back next lifetime. There is, there is mental awareness, mind awareness. Most of you didn't really talk about what was going through your mind, and there was a lot. There was a lot of junk going through there. You've learned to tune a lot of it out. But a funny thing about mind junk, it, 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 it'll come back around. It doesn't, it doesn't just go off somewhere. It does go off somewhere, but it tends to come back. The, every question that you've ever asked is still out there floating around until it receives an answer. Yeah, that's a lot. Maybe you should stop asking so many damn questions. Uh, <laughs> The, and even things like problems that f are, you're flowing through your brain that are not resolved will come back. They're like questions. They're unresolved, and they're, they're looking for something. So there's all this going on. You, some of you had awareness of beautiful, uh, of uh, expansion, uh, things like this. A lot of these are – it's thought awareness. Now, a lot of you don't like thinking about your thoughts. Uh, you don't like focusing on them because it's just a bunch of junk and rubble going through. You do an interesting thing by taking your own thoughts, combining them with your psychic antenna, your, your ability to receive outside feelings and things. You bring it all in together, call it your own. And you tend to run this through. And it's so overwhelming that then you have to try to shut it down, but you don't. It keeps flowing. And you get into a quandary. You, you get into such a mess. You, you turn everything into chaos. Everything uh, is problems and confusions, and you don't know where to turn to next. So then you think about leaving this beautiful planet. You think about trying it again next lifetime. How many times have you said that? I'll try it next lifetime. This is the lifetime. We're going we're gonna to get through it this lifetime. No more coming back. Yes, yes. So there, there, is, uh, there is mental awareness. And then finally, there is, uh, there is uh, what we call more esoteric uh, spiritual uh, intuition knowingness. I'll use the word intuition here intuition awareness. Now, this is something that actually is constantly, constantly 
connecting and communicating within you. You are all very intuitive beings. However, you let the mind overcome it and you let your doubts then push it off somewhere else. But the intuition right now is actually bringing in feelings of things that are going to show up in the newspaper on Wednesday. And you, you say, it's something wrong with my stomach. It must just be because I'm having problems at work. No, you're intuitive beings. You're picking up on things that are moving and shifting in the earth. Lovely smell. Hmm. You're picking up on anxieties from uh, people in the cities where you live in. You're picking up on the spooks that have been walking through the room here, always fascinated by you, that are earthbound. But you, your mental processes uh, convert it, put it off in some different area, cause you to doubt yourself. So you're really not allowing yourself to perceive on an intuitive awareness basis. It's already there. We don't need to take class in, in intuition, in knowingness. You know why I don't want to do classes on that? Because then you go mental about it. It's already there. It, it is you. It's already at work. It's really about trusting that it's there trusting that it's not your garbage anyway, and trusting that when it comes in, it, particularly the mind tries to take it over. These, uh, these are different types of awarenesses that you work with right now. These are the most obvious, because they're right in your face. If I kick you in the foot, you're going to be aware of it. These are the most prolific. They're always happening. They're driving you crazy. These are the most natural, the most fun, and the easiest, but the ones that you tend to push out of your way. When I asked the question before, uh, where is your consciousness? It's a really good question. That's a really good question. Some of you say here, well, but are you really being conscious here? I, I would contend that a lot of your consciousness is out there somewhere. It's out in, uh, in another realm. You've, you've held it out there. You've kept it from being in here. You're uh, avoiding it in a lot of ways. You, you've hidden it somewhere, and you really don't know where it is. And when I say, the, ask the question, what is consciousness? You give me a mental answer. And you say awareness. Okay, but really what does that mean? What is consciousness? What is consciousness? And I debated with myself, which is rather enjoyable, about <laughs> should we define this or not, or should we leave it open-ended? Decided we'd, we'd define it to a degree. The consciousness is awareness, but put more concisely, distilled down, uh, Consciousness is your presence, your presence, and not like a gift, but I mean, well, it is a gift, but your presence. That's a little bit different than being in the now moment, very similar, they're like cousins, but it is your presence. Your consciousness is your presence and what you are allowing yourself to be aware of. Your consciousness is is your presence, and your presence right now is right here, is sitting right here. 
your consciousness is your awareness of sensory, of mental, and intuitive. Your consciousness is presence. And the question that I have for each and every one of you, how present are you? How present are you? How real are you in the moment? How conscious are you? You're much more conscious than most other humans. That, that is indeed a fact. But there's still that struggling back and forth, uh, still wondering, well, what does all this mean, and what is spirit, and what is consciousness? I'm going to ask you right now, without music, without words, without anything, and without this fan, for of just a moment, dear Linda, to feel your presence, to be aware of your presence. And before you do, get out of your brain. No mind in this. Ah, no brain in this. Just take a deep breath. What is your presence right now? Not off somewhere else, but right here. What is your presence? Some of you are getting a bit mental about this. You're trained that way. You're, uh, humanity is like that right now. Everything gets mental. You're trying to think about the answer. It's not going to work. Some of you are saying, I don't have the faintest idea. That's probably the best answer. Because at least you're opening yourself to it. What is your presence? Are you in your body, my dear? No. No, you're not. Are you in your mind? To a degree, yes. Are you fully present, Angel? No. No. And that's okay. At least you are aware of it. You see? And this is the simplicity and the beauty of it. Are you present? What is your presence? As you start to become aware of it through the senses, your, your physical senses, even through your mind, and the mind starts saying, am I present? Then through your intuition, you're finally going to start feeling yourself more present. You're going to start feeling more around you. You're going to have more awareness of yourself present. And the moment you have awareness of what is present, what is here, you're going to start understanding what is not present. You're going to understand what you've been holding back on. Then, my dear, you get that state of pure consciousness that goes beyond any of these types of awareness. It becomes the I am awareness. I am awareness. And the fact that I am present, and that's all that counts. 
I am that I am. Every part, every piece, the body of consciousness, every aspect, every thought, every feeling, I am fully aware. I am that I am. Now, my dear friends, you're, you're in this cycle right now. You're in this evolution. You're in this next stage. Whether I was here talking about it, it was going to happen anyway, but by discussing it, A, you get to be in the consciousness of this. You get the awareness. It satisfies a degree of your mind. Another part of your mind is even more confused than before. But at least you understand now, this is what's happening to me. You're becoming more present, more conscious, more aware. That is an important fact. Why? And then we're going to have uh, Zephariah come up. Because, I said before, everything is energy on Earth right now. Everything is about the conflict of energy, and that includes light versus dark, negative versus positive, energy battles. You could say it is kind of like the last great battle. Where the battle of energy is really taking place for most of humanity is in the mind. The mind. Not necessarily being fought on big battlefields. It's in the mind. Humanity is going through a tremendous uh, evolution of going out of the mental era that it's been in for a long time. It's arguable, but you could say anywhere from about uh, 800 years to 2,000 years, in a very mental era. It's going beyond that. And as you know from your own personal experience, that's a tough one. How do you get out of your own mind? How do you go beyond the mind, the very thing that's controlling and managing and consuming energy, the very unit that is demanding and consuming huge volumes of energy, the mind? Not the body, the mind. Mass consciousness is going through that right now. It's not going to s- settle down right away. There, but sooner or later, mass consciousness will evolve beyond the mind. You're doing it right now. You've been doing it for a while. As you go into beyond the mind, what, what is beyond the mind? What is beyond the mind? Yell it out. Integrated body of consciousness, that's good. Uh, and, and awareness and consciousness are all beyond the mind. Intuition. You don't have to think about things anymore, you just know them. Where you don't have to, uh, where you don't have to try anymore. And with that, I'll give you your homework assignment, if you want to do homework. If you don't want to do homework, that's fine. This is a good homework. Yes. Pick one day. Between now and our next, uh, well, now in the conference uh, for the midsummer in Santa Fe. Pick one day, any day that suits you or pleases you. On that day, don't try. That's easy homework, yeah. On that day, don't try. Now, what I mean by that is stop trying to figure things out, stop trying to organize things and plan things, stop trying. Now, it doesn't mean that you don't get out of bed unless you don't want to, <laughs> but stop pushing against it. Stop this mental activity. 
when the nagging doubt comes in, when the brain uh, energy consumption comes in, don't play the game. Just take a deep breath, it doesn't matter, and move on. Notice the difference in your own energy level, but more importantly, notice the difference in the result that takes place when you stop trying. When you stop trying to figure it out, stop trying to make it happen, stop worrying about it, stop pushing on it. You'll know you're trying if you get this tension up here. So you take a deep breath and stop trying. It requires tremendous trust, but that's a good thing. That's a fun thing. One day, if you would be so kind to yourself as to write down the next day what you were aware of, what you perceived, what your enlightenment was, if any, about that, about a day of not trying. We'll work with that once we get back together uh, in October, I believe. So with that, let's take a deep breath. You are consciousness. You're not energy. Energy naturally falls into place and goes to work for you, totally efficient, as you become aware, as you become conscious of your presence. Consciousness is, is awareness of all the different things that are going on. Consciousness ultimately is about your presence right here, right now. Your presence in this moment. With that, I'm delighted and honored to ask Zafariah to accompany me with uh, questions and answers. So, Linda is going to be going to the audience with a microphone. You can ask anything you want to anyone you want, as long as it's Zafariah or myself. <laughs> So we're going to give uh, Zafari just a moment to get adjusted. <clears throat> and my dear lady, I would ask you to, uh, when you are ready, to give us a bit of background about yourself, about your relationship with uh, your messenger, Lee, and then we'll take questions. And, and take your time, as much as you want. Hmm. Good. Good. Welcome to the hot box of Earth. <laughs> this room could not be more appropriate, for it represents what is going on on your planet right now. And what you are seeing in the mass is the separation from the old ways of externalizing in order to feel and in order to think. People are getting in touch with those parts of themselves that need to cleanse and purify and it is not pretty. Those of you that are sensitive are finding this very difficult. It is hitting you, those of you with wide energy fields. Draw yourself in. Go to the earth, take off your shoes, take off your socks, put your bare feet on the earth. She will tell you that all is well. For as you go through this death of the old, it is the same process that occurs when a woman becomes a mother for the first time. The woman forever dies, for once the mother aspect is active, the woman is forever changed, and you are all becoming more maternal, not just for your earth, but for each other. And that is what the transformation of consciousness will do in your society. 
It will move away from the individual focus and the limited structures that have been provided through which for so long the mass will experience and instead will allow the transformation to occur from within the hearts, letting go of so many of the limits of the mind and bringing people back to the simplicity of nurture of self, nurture of other, gratitude for this opportunity to be alive that in any moment can be taken away. So there will be a great deal of fear and the next 12 months will be the most intense. After 18 months or so of these transformations, the world will start to settle a little more because the new world will be born. The shock, the grief will be leaving those who, unlike many of you, had not felt this level of purification inside their human body for such a long time. It is a glorious time to be alive. And for those of you who have been bored for some years, this is when it all kicks off. <laughs> But be clear, many of you have wide energy fields. This is not the time to extend. You will know when to extend. Those of you who for this past decade have given your love, your compassion, your gifts to others to help them transform, the fuse has already been lit in the mass. They no longer need encouragement out, and many of them will be kicking and fighting and throwing their weight around. So in this, I speak clearly to those of you who are deeply sensitive. Come back into yourself. It will involve letting go of a few vestiges you have held on to in order to stay connected emotionally. It will involve a little grief for you. But put your bare feet on the earth. She will tell you that all is well, and she is rebalancing perfectly, as she needs to, to allow this planet and its lives to continue in a new way. Good. Thank you, Adamus. Indeed, and uh, could you give us a bit of your background, your relationship with uh, Lee? It has been active or open in a verbal and bodily way for four years. But in terms of my history with him, there have been lifetimes on both planes, both the physical and also the energetic. Mm. And it is an integration for him to experience the male and female coming through my female So we work together on that constantly. Yes. And uh, what, uh, what uh, advice or suggestions would you give to uh, your messenger, Lee, uh, now that uh, we're in front of all these people and cameras? Huh. Well, he had to get over himself earlier this morning <laughs> in order to let me come forth. So it is a constant process of calming him down. Absolutely. <laughs> and uh, why would it be that... Um, that your messenger has these uh, anxieties? He is fearful of the exposure and also the uncertainty of what I will say that his face and name will get put alongside. <laughs> Absolutely. And um, uh, now under it's understandable that he or Calder or any of the others would have these anxieties. Uh, and what would be the, your advice for any of us, for any of them, uh, in dealing with these things? that the fear and the shadows contain greater and greater light. So as he has learned to walk towards his and allow us to guide him into it, so too is this what he delivers as a message that he is learning constantly. 
Excellent. So, ready? Mm. Questions? Questions? Be awake. Hello, Tobin. Why did God make you? Oh, he, that's he also it. wants to know why he thinks about this a lot. Why would God let bad things happen? Excellent question. And I told him God's a woman. From, <laughs> from the mouth of babes. So why did God make us and uh, why does God let bad things happen, uh, Zephyr? Well, in terms of human beings, God made you with yourself. You decided this human experience to come and have fun and play and learn to love. And sometimes difficult things happen. But as the difficulties move through, so does more light occur. So does more evolution occur. For this is the grand experiment to see how in physical reality can energetics be grounded. This is a pivotal point in time for that reason. <laughs> and Tobin, God made you because God loved himself so much he wanted others like you to know what that was like, just to be in love. That's why. And God made you because then he gets to experience what it's like to be a little boy. <laughs> Thank you. I really do have a sweet side. <laughs> I've been experiencing a siege of vertigo, and I wanted to know if you could suggest how I can deal with it and make the best of it. Hmm. Yes, uh, I'll take this one first. You can follow up. Uh, stand on a very, very, very tall building and look over. <laughs> vertigo. Vertigo is the, uh, disassociate, the dissociation from the old physical body. It's your, your DNA changing. It's your, uh, actually your point of presence on this planet changing. Uh, if, if you have, have not done so, you may want to listen to the reorder uh, session that we did. Uh, so everything is changing. The way you were acclimated to the magnetics, uh, to the uh, uh, electromagnetics, the polarity, everything having to do with physical balance is changing. Vertigo is just actually a good sign saying something is happening. So. Uh, the best thing to do with vertigo is not try to push it away, but actually take that moment when you feel it, take a deep breath, and allow the body to reconnect uh, in different ways. It's, it's very healthy, actually. Uh, Zephyrah? For you and your body, if you put yourself on the ground, not just with your feet, but sit the root of you down and hold the ground with your hands, palms open, and allow at that moment, if you can, the fear of the vertigo to come back to your body. Mm -hmm. And then feel yourself rooting into the earth, for not only is the planet shifting, which you are feeling as a sensitive, but also you are ascending fast. And as you are wanting to draw in your energy to stay away from the emotions of others that you do not want ricocheting through your system, it is pulsing you up faster than you are quite used to. So allowing yourself to sit on this beautiful earth that has held you and nourished you for so many years. And if you can, as an exercise, draw the fear back in and allow it to just transmute through your body and the earth will draw it down. Good. Mm. <laughs> Go do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Outside. Why do it in the city? You're up here. Go. 
I mean, I'm not on the deck, but out, out there. Brilliant, brilliant. Oh, next question. Further away. Hi, Adamas. As you know, uh, we're looking for a new house, and you told me a few weeks ago that there was a better one than the one we live in, and I found a beautiful house um, not too far from here, and as soon as I fell in love with it, I was filled with all sorts of uh, doubt. Yes. And, and lack of clarity. Yes. And now I can't decide which, which one is best. Um, what is this? I'm not used to having this fog. Absolutely. Uh, let Linda take the microphone and bring it back up here. And uh, if you'd be so kind, I'm going to actually ask Andre to answer this uh, because it's, uh, uh, she's directly connected. So Andra, situation, found a house, loves it, now anxiety and doubt. What's going on? Can you receive? Breathe so deeply, stand very still in the core of you. Receive, sweet one. Can this much grandness be allowed to come? Will you receive? Breathe so deep. Come back into the stillness. And when you stand in your stillness of yes, you will know so clearly you are worth it. You are the grandness. Receive. Receive for you. Thank you. Good. Zephyrah, mm. how do you weigh in? <laughs> there is nothing to add apart from the receiving, but remember, it is a process. And when you start to open to something, the junk in the basement has to clear out the way when you are going for an upgrade. So allow the process through you. Allow the basement to clear its way out, just as you have to use the bathroom every day to create space for more food. This is more nourishing food you are allowing yourself to receive. A home is you. It is your shell. It is very symbolic of the body. This is a very delicate process, a house move, so welcome it. And uh, I'll add a word also. It's, and so I can see you better. It's not about this house. It's about any house that, that you would uh, be moving into. And it's about all of your issues, self-worth, uh, all of your issues of lack, lifetimes of lack, self-imposed stupid lack, and it's all coming up. So it doesn't matter if it's this house or that house or that. Uh, it has nothing to do with that. Your, your mind is saying, well, it's about this house. No, it's about a house. A house is you. You, your house is your integrated body of consciousness. So there's a huge metaphor going on for you at the same time about are you ready to be in your house? So you're letting all these aspects uh, run rampant, all these issues come up, all this uh, lack of receiving. Why do you, Shambra, do that? I I'm asking all of you, not just Jean. Why do you do that? You have the most beautiful opportunity. There are metaphorically speaking, buckets of gold ready to come in. There are waves of energy waiting. There are supporting casts in the wings ready. There is so much just ready to come in and serve you, and you're, not say, you're saying, uh, I, I don't know if I'm worthy. I, I, I don't know if I deserve that. I'm going to walk away from it. 
So what? You can come back another lifetime and be poor again, be uh, distraught again, so you can have all sorts of issues again? No. My dear Jean, this is it. I'm not going to give you another chance. This is it. Get through it now. Now. Thank you. And uh, distill it, distill it, because you, you, you got so much wrapped up in it. And on top of that, you invited all your family and friends to come and stay with you, and they all brought their issues. You said, bring your suitcase. Not, uh, you, not all their emotions in their suitcase. And my dear, you can come back in now. Uh, she might have become overcome by heat, but uh, she'll be okay. <laughs> so, uh, and, and so you, you literally, you're like a. a sh- I'll, I'll say the word here, is it okay? You're like a shit magnet right now. And you invite all these things into your life at, at, the, at the time of that something going to blossom in your life, something that was going to be so good for you. And, and then you invite all this stuff in as absolute distractions to get in the way. You don't need it anymore. Make a choice that you're not going to live like that. You're going to live uh, present. And one of my parting comment, but I'm going to say it now, but I'm not parting, was to live your consciousness. You're living your brain and kind of your body right now, all of you. Live your consciousness, uh, your, your awareness, your presence. Live it. So, Adamus, may I add? Absolutely. I'm on a roll. Be aware of the collective mistrust of the physical right now that will affect all of you. The physical is not being trusted right now. You see this in economics. You also see it in physical moves. People are afraid to move, afraid to travel. Mm-hmm. It's collective. Get rid of the piece that's collective and you'll come back to yourself. The beauty of the mistrust of the physical is it gets everybody back into the magic of their own spirit, their own soul, which does not need to organize the physical. It simply needs to be and the physical arrives. Mm. Excellent. Thank you. Next question. Or who dares? Hi. Uh, can you describe life in 2013 and beyond? Uh, would you like to take that first? Hmm. Not accurately. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I didn't want to take it first. <laughs> in December 2012, it will be a little easier, but until then, there needs to be this period of shakedown and a rebuild. The innovations are coming thick and fast, and this is the thing that your news channels will not tell you. Everywhere you will look on your news channels, you will see death, because the collective need to process grief. This will not be the case for the smaller number of your planet. However, these innovations will not be mm, spoken about in any great number until around the middle of next year. That is when it is expected that there will be more of a balance of the tidal wave of grief and death, and the life coming through the new ways. So it is not easy to accurately predict exactly what life will be like, but it will be far less rigid and it will be far truer and the gratitude for life and living will be higher than any of you have ever seen amongst your community. Absolutely. And uh, to add a few words to that, the, uh, there's going, right now is a, a time of chaos. Uh, and chaos is not a bad thing. Chaos uh, gets energy moving. Then the next thing you'll notice, uh, probably early 2013, is even more separation than what's been seen, because the the chaos is like a filter 
separates things. And separation is not going to be necessarily things uh, of uh, those who are powerful and not powerful or rich or not rich. It's going to be uh, essentially the separation of conscious beings versus unconscious beings. The planet over these next number of years is going to have to, the humans are going to have to ask the question, is this going to be a planet of consciousness going forward past uh, 2012 or is it going to be the planet for the unconscious? That It's going to be a little difficult for the two to coexist. Uh, consciousness can coexist with unconsciousness, lack of consciousness, but unconsciousness has a very difficult time being around high consciousness. So this planet will have to make some decisions about what this planet's going to be. It doesn't matter. There are plenty of new Earths that are being birthed right now that have a, a, a high consciousness, directly attributable to work that all of you have been doing. doesn't matter if you go there or here or off to your third circle or all the above. Thank you. About 10 years ago, I was doing work that I felt like was um, very much me. And on an outward way, it didn't work out the way I thought it was going to work out. And I jumped back into the corporate world and have done very well in the corporate world, but knew always a part of me that that wasn't really where I should be. And um, the beginning of the year, I started having pretty severe health problems. And, and I knew that, that I, it was what it was. I mean, not at first, because it has to hit you like that. And I did a lot of dream work. And all of a sudden, um, synchronistically, the Adula work kind of dropped in my lap, kind of unexpectedly. I'm not, we're not part of Chambra, and it just came to me, and, and I knew right away that this was what I was supposed to be doing, and I'm doing the training with Kathleen. Mm. And, um, but there's a lot of fear around it because of, of moving away from the, what I'm used to. And so just any advice or encouragement that you have. Absolutely. Uh, madam, uh, mm. would you like to go first? This is a surge of life for you that will counteract the deadness you had to hold in your body in order to stay in the corporate world. And understand that's not a judgment on the corporate world, for the corporate world in and of itself is life in motion and evolution in motion. But for one as widely sensitive and opened and explored as you, your life was two halves. The part of you that could open and be your spirit and the part of you that would squash your spirit down and give as much of your spirit as you could to this corporate world you existed in for the barriers of receiving you in that world were high. So the deadness in your body that eventually showed up, this compaction that had had to exist in you in order to sustain surviving in that world you wanted to give to is now going the opposite way and the reason you are so drawn to bringing life through in such a conscious way is not only because you have a gift of this and being in that very world and holding your light for so long was no mean feat. Congratulate yourself for what you did. Never look on it as a mistake. You brought light to a very heavy area. That is incredible. And you will now allow yourself to repair by birthing life in and for others in the most focused, overt way. And this will bring life back to all of yourselves. Beautiful. Hmm. Beautiful. Thank you. And to add to, thank you. To add to, uh, they love you, by the way. Yeah. They love you. Yeah. Yes, they love you. This is a loving place. So uh, to add to that, um, and, and I love the questions now. I didn't used to like them, but I love the questions now. 
and they're so relevant to everyone. Uh, the, the question posed here is really a part of everyone's question. Brilliant. So here's the deal. Ten years ago, uh, the world wasn't ready for you. Uh, you have such dynamic energy, focused, laser-focused energy, wasn't ready for you. Uh, you were testing the waters, so to speak, uh, to test different ideas in consciousness, evolvement, potential healing. Um, but it wasn't ready, and it is now. But you went into the business world where you can apply your laser focus to certain things. Uh, you don't... You don't play with those issues of abundance. Uh, you played there until you set up the thing in the road to stop you and, and say it's time to get out of that. Because the corporate world, as many of you know, is very seductive. I mean, it's very seductive and it feeds on energy and it's a great place to get energy. It's a great place for energy vampires. You gave yourself the physical imbalance to say, wake up, now it's ready. The world's ready. You're ready. The doula work is going to be a wonderful new beginning point for you, and it's going to blossom from there. And uh, yes, one of these days, I might see you up here. So thank you. That, and the, to distill that, to distill that down, is trust everything that happened. It wasn't none of it was a mistake. That you're exactly where you should be. Exactly. Thanks. Good. Next question. Why have I been having so many strange body sensations, as well as feelings of intense anger and frustration? We're just drinking here. I hope you don't mind. <laughs> We're still just drinking. <clears throat> strange body. Uh, a couple of reasons. How honest do you want me to be? You know when I ask that, uh, you know, something's going to fly. A couple of things. As you, you're in kind of a strange paradox. Very sensitive. Good writer, by the way. Calder needs to talk to you, but uh, good writer. Very sensitive, opening up. You're going to feel everything. The, uh, Calder was saying before he felt itchy because I was around. It's not because of me. Uh, you should take Benadryl for that, but, but energy, it's energy itches, uh, and, and energy body aches and pains and twitches and weird stuff going on. Because you are becoming more present, more aware of, of things, your body is going to become more aware. The problem is your mind. Your mind says, what's wrong with me? Your higher self should say, your I am should say, nothing's wrong. I'm just becoming more aware of energies. You should listen to him once in a while. Nothing's wrong. <laughs> Nothing's wrong. Everything's right. But yet, you need to get together with Gene and say, why do you keep setting this up? Why do you do... You've written something very brilliant, uh, but, but you doubt yourself. Uh, you, you're ready for a new home, but yet you block it. Uh, you have a little itch in your ass, and, and uh, you know, and not yours, but uh, yes. Uh, and you worry about it that, that you now have some disease. Uh, you know, you're just chumber distill things right now. Uh, they're so simple, and there's nothing wrong. 
unless you want to believe they're wrong, then they will be. Uh, the universe and its physics are quite literal. If you want it to be wrong, therefore it will be. What do you choose, my dear? So you're going to get body things. Your DNA is – if you only knew what was really going on with all the inner workings of your cells and your biology, and you're rele you are releasing your uh, ancestral karma like crazy, and it keeps coming back around trying to reattach, and you keep letting go. All these things are happening. Take a deep breath. Uh, I'm going to give you some advice that I gave another one a couple of years ago. She never took me up on it, and I'm not looking at anybody on purpose. <laughs> Get a bottle of wine all into yourself, drink it, and don't worry about it. Stop wondering, well, is it going to hurt me? Does it have chemicals? Is it really going to have a bad effect on what's happening in my DNA? Is the wine going to do something that will cause something in my future to destroy? Drink the frickin' bottle of wine. That's all. <laughs> Thank you. Love the writing. You do not realize or accept how beautiful and perfect you are. And the way that emotions work is they make contracts with the mind. So for you, oppression has been a lifetime experience over and over again, being oppressed, being beaten down, and your mind finds it hard to let go of those stories. So as the anger rises, it does not get to fully come out. It just reverberates around your head, making new thoughts, making new stories. So recognize the size of your creativity. Anger comes from the base, and the base is life. The base is creation. If you have these pulses of anger coming out of you, and many women judge themselves for anger, and they should not, for when you judge yourself for anger, you bottle it. So the first step for you is to agree to never judge yourself again, even if you are angry at the whole world and yourself. Step one is to agree to never, ever, ever let your mind tell you that is wrong. And gradually, when this mind goes away, when this cork on the top of the bottle of wine is no longer there to hold in the anger that exists in the wine. You will not only write, you will paint, you will dance, you will sing, you will create life for others beyond anything you have seen. Human beings run on patterns and cycles, and even those of you that evolve, the seeds of the cycles remain. Your cycle for so long has been to believe the bullshit others told you about yourself, and to not see the true mirror that you are looking into. Instead, you look at the stained one, because you remember all of the times you were criticized. Blow that cork up. Be as furious as you want to be. Recognize the creator inside you and see this beautiful, loving spirit over here next to you as the true reflection of the love you hold for yourself. Hmm. And uh, dear Linda, uh, dear Linda, would you give Jane uh, an Adamas Award? I will. At this point, it's at this point. I think it's time to have wrap-up messages, and I will make sure that Jane gets messages. No, let's five do it till. now. A couple more questions. Look, it's five till. <laughs> so the awakening zone goes yeah. blank. Okay. No, 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 no. It's uh, not to worry. Okay, thank you. So uh, for Jane, Adamas Award, and while you're back there, one for Mark as well. Now, now you get your choice, just like David, money or a Damas Award? 
<laughs> she asked for both. Why not? Thank you for proving my point. Absolutely. You can have, you can have both. Absolutely. By the way, you will spend that $20 and it will disappear and you'll forget. She will spend $20 and still have the Adamas Award years from now to put in your face. <laughs> Couple more questions. Uh, and Linda's concerned about the, uh, the people listeners on Awakening Zone, but it is scheduled till at least 5.30. So, questions? It was on, just a second. Now it's on, but then it was on. Hi there. Hi. Can you give us, please, a brief overview about how young people are perceiving the, the events of the world? Um, and as Shambra and caregivers in general, what we might be aware of at this time to support them in um, their becoming. Thank you. Hmm. I like your regal crown. <laughs> Firstly, the misconception among adults is that the children coming in now have the same perception or the same level of mental tragedy to go through with what is happening in this world. They are the life force of the future. It is more confusing for them, however, when they are taught in old ways. It is even more confusing to them than it was to those of you who knew you were sensitive early on but did not know how to become yourself, so followed the guidance of the adults around you. That is why you will find the children these days more fiery, more feisty. They can sniff the bullshit of society a lot faster than many of you could. So they are not going through the compacted emotions that so many of you had to work to release yourself from. They are fire and spirit. What they need is truth. Many will still want to shield them from what is going on. There is still this fear for the children mentality around what is going on on Earth. The children are divine. The children are the new adults. That is what has to be remembered. And you do not need to shield them from the truth, for there is nothing they don't already know. The more love and guidance you give them, but also the more respect over their leadership, that is what is important, for so many of them have come in ready to activate 10, 20, 30 years earlier than any of you did, ready to lead. This is important. Indeed, and there's one thing more than anything that the young people are wanting from you, and to see that you can trust yourself. Uh, they are very intuitive, uh, they're much more energy efficient, uh, but what they are needing to feel from you is that you can trust yourself. And, and when they see that and feel that they can, they're going to trust themselves. Okay. Who am I really? Hmm. Hmm. Philosophical question. Who aren't you really? <laughs> <laughs> Who are you going to be three seconds from now? The choice is yours, always. This is the problem with human definition around identity. It is why so many are in crisis right now. Not because of their identity of themselves, but their identity to the paycheck, the employment, the homes, the consistency of weather patterns. You are free. This is what is quite delightful about you. You know this. So you can play with it all of the time. 
That is your message to others. Become it all of the time. You are joy. Uh, dear Vicky, it, it doesn't matter. From my perspective, you're, you're a grand actor. You can be whoever you want. Uh, or was the question, who was I? Ah. Uh, so, next. Time for two more questions. I have a goal that I'm going to accomplish, and I'm not really asking this question for myself. I'm asking it for other people who could be going through the same thing that I do, because I already know what's going to happen, but, uh, well, my goal is I want to be a world-famous trilingual veterinarian. And um, I ha have friends and family that keep saying, oh, no, that's too big. Oh, you're not going to get in college with your grades. Oh, that's not going to happen. You should go, go for something smaller. No, that's, that's what I'm going to do. And I have another friend who wanted to get a... Um, a major in literature, and more people kept telling her as well that, oh no, that's a stupid major, you should do something else. And she caved in and she decided to do something else, even and though. The question is? I forgot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's should you listen to others when you have an idea in mind? And what is your answer? No. Good, thank you. There is Anything? something to say about the world-famous idea. Remember that world fame is simply when hearts and minds have been touched over and over again, so a large mass of people who you have touched in one way or another suddenly know you, and then this label world-famous gets put on it. It is a lot to deal with energetically. It is not all fun and light. To have a collective focus on you is a lot. The key for you is that you want to touch many, and that begins with one. And remember that if you touch one, they will go and multiply what you have given them to so many. So take the pressure off yourself around the world famous, for that will be a pressure. That will be something that will cause you to feel you are not achieving your aim. Be world famous to one person, because they will always remember your name and your heart and your gift. That is all you will need to feel fulfilled. And uh, my, my dear, I'm going to be much less uh, eloquent about it. Uh, here's what I think about goals. Uh, get rid of the goals. Uh, goals are generally mental, they're generally based on old experiences, and always they're very, very limiting. Uh, I'm not a fan at all of goals. Now, that's different than feeling your passion and your dreams. That's not necessarily mental. Uh, feeling a passion and feeling into a dream doesn't have boundaries, doesn't have requirements, doesn't even have titles. Uh, so let go of the goals and feel into your dreams. Uh, much, much uh, more efficient energy behind them. Thank you. Yes? didn't hear a question other than her wondering why adults won't let her go for her passion, why they, why they say things that appear to be not supportive of passion yes. and choice. Uh, but she already answered that, that portion. Should I listen to others? No. No. Good. Uh, and two more questions? Hmm. Good. 
<laughs> Thank you. <clears throat> um, I have an opportunity to receive a full-time position at the college that I'm attending. And at that point, um, I would need to stop going to as many classes as I'm enjoying. So I'm at a focal point. I keep kind of vacillating back and forth as to full-time job mm. or going on to continuing to college. And I'm just, I kind of get in, as I get closer to that point, it gets more like almost like a ping pong machine. Hey, would you look over there to Jane? You could have both. You could have both, really. Yeah. You're turning it into an either or. And you're giving yourself the mental reasons why you can just do one or the other. You can do both. Truly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Da, da, uh. <laughs> Talk to Jane. You can do both. We can do, I can do both. To show you the Adamus Award and the $20. I can continue to. Uh, seriously, seriously, for all of you, you're still caught in some of that either or. Oh, you can have both and it can occur simultaneously and you can have the energy to do it and the time. You're saying, I don't have the time. Really? Really? I can do it. Yeah. Thank you. You have to trust your body. What your body tells you is more joyous, more open, more free. The mind will be very busy in the next year or so. And remember, this is the choice between your joy, your love, or an idea based on the old externalized world of security, of a growth path that so many have felt was the way. Now, you cannot underestimate the power of a collective mind. When many believe in it, when many don't believe in someone's passion, like the previous question, it is convincing to the mind to join in just to make sure that you're safe. Will we be safe? We must follow the group, for in the group there is safety. You come into this world as a baby dependent on humans. It's very, very difficult to let go of that dependency on the group collective mind. You are just moving between old world and new world. New world is trust the body, trust the feelings. Old world is this scenario will give me the best feelings. Hmm. Thank you. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you. And no pressure, but final question of the day. So when we were doing those exercises earlier, um, I had a, an experience of when Norma was doing the silent breathing, I felt the peace and the serenity around that. And I really liked the music so much that had played before that I kind of started to feel this kind of bleed through of the, what I had felt then, this dancing and movement. And it kind of created this whole other experience that was different, a different awareness between the two. And then um, when you were having us be aware of where we are now, I was aware of myself here. And then I had this awareness of uh, feeling myself like walking by the ocean and climbing over some ruins somewhere else. So am I just like playing a game with my mind or is there some sort of a, a merging that was happening there? I'll let you take this first, man. The musical mind is very powerful for those of you who have an affinity with it. For music is encoded numbers and encoded emotion. So the mind gets an incredible release back into the emotion through listening to music. Yet still the mind is present. So it is very powerful because the mind disappearing completely is not highly practiced in the mass. Therefore, to have music be a doorway into your visionary ability is wonderful. So your visions and your emotions will become activated through music. 
you have a long history with music through the lifetimes. You are a master of music. You understand it. This is why you have always connected with it so deeply. Let those numbers, those emotions take you. Let them lead you. Trust where they lead you. They are far more true than many of the thoughts that would constrain you. Trust that self. Excellent. And excellent question for uh, the end of the day. Excellent question as you go out this next month and feel into your presence, your consciousness, you get playful with it. You're going to come to this same dilemma. Are you making it up or is it real? Are you, are you just constructing this up here as a little game or is it something that's really happening? The answer to that is, what do you choose? What do you choose? Uh, do you choose it to be real or do you choose to let the mind pretend that it's just being made up? That's where the pure consciousness and that's where you, your awareness and only you can make that decision, that choice. That choice doesn't come from the head or from the body, it comes from you. Are you going to let yourself have it be real? I would say it's the biggest issue that any of you are really facing right now. You, you're on this um, kind of this uh, right on the edge, uh, the edge of getting a fine home, the edge of getting a, a awareness of uh, being able to have both. A and then you stop. And the mind comes in and says, is this real? Or the mind playing its defensive role with the mind also playing its old junky tapes, its old uh, programming that goes into it. That's where you, your presence, your consciousness needs to step forward and say, I'll take it from here, mind. I'll take it from here. When you run into any of these challenges and you're wondering about are you making the right choice, doing the right thing, pursuing the right career or anything like that, it's going to be met with a certain level of fear, doubt and uncertainty. And that's the time to take a deep breath and tell yourself that all is well in all of creation. Grande abundanza.